Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. And our increasingly regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, guys. How the devil are we? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, good. It's October, isn't it? So this Going is our... It's our season. Our season, right? yeah. You... This is our season. This is when we really start to feel relevant, finally. <laughs> yeah. Getting the attention we so sorely deserve and massively crave all year round. <laughs> are you watching a horror movie a day? I know a lot of people are doing that. Uh, Look out the window no. every day. What's the news? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Topical. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I've been oh, hi, tro- Karen, the neighbor. I've not been sticking to like one a day, but you know. Yeah. As off, as many as I can. I've only seen a couple this month. I'm not going to do a horror movie a day thing. Uh, but obviously, we as a podcast have been posting regular uh, updates. 31 days of Horror Hangout. So all over the socials. If you follow us on Twitter, in the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. We're basically... Uh, um, we're basically talking about a different horror film every day and linking it back to a previous... Uh, horror hangout episode as well so you can go and watch the film and then you can have the horror hangout podcast as a delicious dessert yeah, all of our hot takes are there any old episodes that you've i saw you did let the right one in today right is was today's episode yeah. right um yeah that's is right. it like uh, has it been bringing back memories of those films as you've been seeing them pop back up on your feed um it's just weird to think sometimes like we did the episode so long ago like yeah yeah Yeah. like every episode we posted so far has been from 2017 and just to think that we've been doing it since 2017 feels a bit nuts yeah Hmm. but uh so yeah including including that we're doing obviously four new episodes this this month as well so that's all in there but yeah you can find all the details on social media for if you want to have a little look one horror movie a day for 31 days 
Bloody hell. This is a new age of organisation as well. You've got a post of all of the new episodes for this month already. We're in unprecedented yeah. waters. We've never been you this organised <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no more is there the end of the episode where we go, so what are we watching next month? Uh, next week. Oh, uh, right. The only thing that's going to take away is like when new things are released that perhaps we haven't anticipated. Yeah, last last week I said I'm going to go to see the new Saw movie and I didn't realise that it wasn't the new Saw movie. They're just replaying Jigsaw, which is the Saw movie uh, I absolutely hated. Uh, <laughs> did you go what? You had a what? You had no, I didn't, go to, I didn't go see it. But if I did turn up at that, I'd, I'd be walk, walking out in ten minutes. In. It's so <laughs> can bad. You, that can you imagine that would have been like one of his traps? He'd have <laughs> it would have been there. one of his traps. Yeah, and it would have been not even the good shot with his drop down. Not one of the ones. You know how um, you've you've both seen all the Saw movies, right? I don't know. Yeah. In all honesty, I you don't know, know. You know how it That's begins good. with uh, you know it. The first couple, it is genuinely like oh. You're a rotter. You're, you're no good. You're, you're a benefits sheet. You take drugs. So I'm going to teach you a lesson. But yeah. later, that kind of format kind of degrades over time. And it's like, hey, Danny Glover, you uh, you are a policeman that likes to be really good at his job and you work really hard. I'm going to teach you a lesson. That's really positive. Yeah. You neglected your wife or something like that. Oh, yeah, like, oh, you, you try really hard to solve murders. And then after a while, it becomes just a thing. Like, you would turn up looking like... Luke, you like to talk about movies on a podcast now. Get dead. <laughs> I, um, have you seen the new one, the Jigsaw one? No, that's the only one I haven't okay. seen. I kind of want you to see it just because, like, the leaps in logic he makes to justify killing people that he would have no knowledge of. It's, it's, it's ludicrous in the worst way. But I want you to see it. I kind of uh, felt like that. I've only seen the first three. And at the end of the third one, I felt like it was too ludicrous that I didn't want to see any more. Because I was like, if it's going to get more ludicrous than that, my yeah. tolerance levels are going to just, I can't, just can't be putting up with that. So but you've been watching loads no, of you. stuff. That's <laughs> good. Loads of shit. I've seen you put loads of uh, slashes and stuff on Letterboxd. It looks like you've been going yep. through the, like the, the, I know you did last summer sequels and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think it? as I think as as I maybe mentioned recently, like I've fully transitioned into mainly watching horror now. Mm. As I said before, I probably split it off with other genres quite regularly. But now it seems like it's horror. It's mostly horror. It's probably for every ten films I watch, nine are horror now, which is which is kind of nice. Um, I'm right yeah. on brand, you see. Now when it comes to the podcast, fully on brand. Yeah. I mean, so what have you watched recently then? Uh, so, well, apart from like all this, I think I discussed some of the slashers I've seen on the last episode, did I not? I don't I'm think not you sure. talked about anyway. Cherry Falls. Yeah, like, Cherry Falls yeah. is what I want to hear your take on. Yeah, and see too. if you can remind okay. us of the plot. Cherry I've, Falls, I've seen it, by the way. Um, Brittany Murphy is like a really good scream queen. She's like um, really... Effective is like someone who fights back. You're rooting for her. She's a kick-ass. Um, but then the rest of the film is just a bit naff. Like the killer and his and his logic and his reasons for killing her are a bit naff. Um, and just everything else. There were, some, some of the kills are all right, I suppose. It just didn't do all that much for me. Does the killer have, have a signature look or weapon? I've seen it, but I, all I can remember is they so have the a virginity virginity logic. Yeah, so there's like a lose your virginity orgy. The 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 victims are virgins. <laughs> the killer is like a cross dresser. Relatable. Um, 
but they don't really sort of go into anything. You know, it's a bit. It's a bit. I think in the year two thousand and twenty, it's a bit probo. Stuff would. It's a bit probo. <laughs> in twenty, in the year two thousand, well, I don't Fair know. Oh. It just was. It just wasn't that great. It feels like it's made for TV. Like, um, it feels really low budget. The the soundtrack's a bit odd. Some there's some serious overacting. Um, but you know, it's 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 enjoyable for for Brittany Murphy's performance alone. I think. That's uh, it. Okay. That's, I mean, I that's still kind of want to watch it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you also watched uh, I still know what we did last summer, which yeah, you rated uh, quite well, I think, didn't you? Yeah, so I prefer this film to the first one without a doubt, and I think I always have. So it's set like on a tropical island, so first of all, pretty cool with the location and everything. Um, but it's a really solid sequel. Like there, I rolled my eyes way more times at the first one than I did at this, because this one's like ridiculous, but kind of knows it is. Whereas I think the first one is like it's ridiculous, but it's still trying to play it straight for the most part. Uh, Brandy, isn't it? Brandy, um, Jack Black, isn't it? Like, because he's just a stoner guy. The kit, the kills are much more over the top and like gruesome, yeah. like. There's a lot less just getting hooked, which I think happened in the first one mostly. <laughs> getting people hooked. Get, people, yeah. get, people getting hooked in the stomach, and that was kind of it. There is, and I'm not going to ruin it for everyone because people might want to go and watch it, obviously. Yeah. But there, the what the reveal of a, a certain detail is done potentially in the lamest way I've ever is seen the thing in I was a film. Having a, having did a we mention it last, last week? Well, David's in no Well, it's like the, the name. It's David's son. Davidson, so that kind of reveal. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but so obviously spoilers for I still know what you did last summer. But the killer <laughs> is a character called Will Benson, Benson and obviously the killer from the first yeah, one's yeah. name is Ben. And he goes, "Will Benson." He's like trying to explain to Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> that he should know, and he says, "Will Benson, Ben's son." And it's like, fuck off! <laughs> like, really? Oh, yeah. Come on! Can you imagine when Ben, also, like Benson, came up with that, and he was like, "When I meet oh, these guys, I'm gonna tell them my name is Ben." Oh, he's a bad. But also, Jennifer Love Hewitt does that. What are you waiting for? Thing again she? in a different cool. location. But well, but it's Not like to buy that same. Say kid. she. Say, Let's get well, the kid. Maybe, in. maybe they got, maybe they got him out there for that. No one could do say, this on, in the first in the first film, yeah. she was giving it a hundred percent. In this film, she kind of it's a solid like sixty four percent. It's like this. <laughs> what are you waiting for then? Bloody uh, hell! Okay. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a anyone, bit odd. Does anyone tidy up crabs very quickly? <laughs> no tidying up crabs, but there are. I mean, there are plenty of. There are a couple of occasions where there's like a body somewhere, and then suddenly it disappears, and I just think. It's too risky. Too risky a game to be playing just to fuck with someone. And the last uh, question I have on this one is what is Freddie Prince Jr.'s job in this one? Is he still a fisherman? Yeah, so he's still a fisherman. Um, uh, he spends a lot of the film like trying to get to the island uh, where everybody is. He's just a bit of a dick, you know what I mean? Just, I think he gets offered at one point a free getaway to a to the to Barbados with Jennifer Love Hewitt, and he just goes, not really no. feeling it. <laughs> to, <laughs> free to Barbados. Like, it's free. You don't have to pay anything to Barbados. You don't have to pay anything, and you're yeah. coming with me, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who clearly 
wants to have a good time with you and he's like got things on i guess got a lot of fish. Well, yeah. he spends so much time getting started you think of all people i reckon fishermen are being my top five people who are great at getting to islands they've probably got all the things you need to yeah. get there the first thing he does is get on a bus that lasts forever <laughs> he's on a bus for like three days <laughs> yeah uh, it's pretty uh, well but bon- yeah bonus episode we've, we've covered and i still know what you did last summer uh, yeah uh, yeah, I had a little bit of a foray into some late 90s, early 2000s slashers. I think I'm done for now because I've kind of gone elsewhere. But I guess Friday the 13th is a nice film to watch after that because yeah. you can see how that film has influenced these, these films, you know, like 20 years later. So, uh, yeah, that was that was good. And I think it made me appreciate Friday the 13th a little bit more than perhaps I would have if I just watched it off the back of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting indeed. What about you, Andy? See anything good? Um, I have finally, finally, long overdue, have gone in on a Shudder subscription and I sat down and watched um watched Host the cool. last couple of days. Yeah. What do you think? And yeah, it was great. I think everything that everyone has said about it that I don't need to repeat here is uh it's all very deserved. You can see why it's done so well. It's incredibly tightly made. Like it's so efficiently made as well. Like, you know, there is, there's nigh on a wasted second in that movie. Um, like things pay off. It's just a nice tight little film, isn't it? It's very good. Yeah. I was, I was, I was very impressed. Have you ventured into any other films on Shudder yet? If you look through the list? Not yet. I'm gonna go in on Scare Me next, maybe. I think okay. I'm gonna. That's. I watched it the other day. Uh, Scare Me. It's. Um. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't want to spoil it because you're gonna watch it very soon. But I'll just say I didn't know what to expect. It's not really a. I mean, it is a horror movie, but it's it's more of a kind of meta horror comedy, but not in like any way I've really seen before. But it is brilliant. I've seen a lot of people who are kind of middling on it, but I I really thought it was fantastic. Like some of the performances in it, and there's quotes and certain scenes that I've watched three times just because I want to see these scenes again. It's um, <laughs> it, cool. it's it's a really cool film. It's really unique, and just um, it's it seems like it's been made for horror movie fans specifically. So I, I think you'll like oh, it. Oh great! Yeah, I'm gonna get on that, and then I think after I've done that, I'm going to go and run through some old classics after yeah. we after we've covered friday the 13th i might watch a couple more of those because i'm going to i think yeah the one thing you don't get from this and we'll come to it is there's a certain mainstay of friday the 13th you don't get from this first one yeah. so you're gonna have to um i'm gonna have to get yeah and get a little bit of that do you think right because i'm somebody who's not really ventured much into friday the 13th yeah, I'm not a seasoned veteran of the franchise. What would you say are like the definitive films that I would need to see? I'd say, I, 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 I've seen two, two and three, I believe. Well, yeah, I'd say now that you've now that you've started number one, like <laughs> just carry one, on to uh, yeah, three, like, like yeah, <laughs> no! one through four uh, are basically one story that pretty much are back to back. Um, which point? Which one does Jason come back? Where he gets like struck by lightning? And he comes back. Yeah, like, pops out the grave. That's six. Is that six? Because in, in number five, right here we go. Quick, quick history. Then I think one through four <laughs> is a 
one through four is like the the Crystal Lake thing that ends with him being done in by Corey Feldman. Number five is the one where you think is Corey Feldman the new Jason or not because he's in a he's a yeah. new actor and he's now a big giant man and does some karate and is in a mental home. Um, and he may or may not be Jason, but he isn't. But that also isn't Jason. It's just a madman. But then in number six, he gets struck by lightning and comes back to life. In number seven, I think that is when it is Jason versus Carrie because there's a psychic girl who wishes him back to life as well as her dad. Which which one is Jason Takes Manhattan for? That's that's eight. Yeah, that's quite oh, into it. And then is nine um, where Jason he's just a brain. He's just Jason like a little... goes to hell. He's like a worm. Yeah. And then he pops then out of the he... ground in that as well. And then he, he gets and then he gets <laughs> taken off to hell by Freddy Krueger and yeah, then yeah. and then Jason X, which should be on any list of Friday the Thirteenth films that you watch because Jason X is underrated. It has got a great a great <laughs> scene that I've never forgot with the sleeping bags. Is it? Uh, yeah, sleeping bags. Yeah, I remember a scene <laughs> with um, dry ice, not dry ice. That's when you're on stage. Uh, <laughs> with liquid nitrogen. With liquid nitrogen. Yeah. yeah, Jason X is dry Jason ice. X is genuinely good. Like, well, it's not good, but it's it's a it's an experience. And I don't dislike the remake of Friday the Thirteenth either. If you want a more efficient watch, Ben, I think the Friday the Thirteenth the remake is it might be one. I think it's like a condensed version of one to four, maybe. Okay, so it's not like a remake of one, and that's it. It's very Jason. It's a, it's at very least one and two. I don't think it has much of his mum. It doesn't have much... I can't really remember. It's... I remember it had the guy from so, Supernatural in it. Me, yeah, me and, me and Luke watched Freddy vs. Jason, didn't we? It was probably yeah. a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Um, but we thought, oh, let's put on a fun film where we can kind of laugh at. And we just... it just, I just wasn't that much fun, was it? It was a bit like... Oh. It was quite naff. It was more, more naff, naff than fun. Yeah. But... Um, or naff. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street is... The, I think... I prefer this franchise to any of the other big horror franchises like Chucky or Freddy. Um, even Freddy, I'd, I prefer Nightmare on Elm Street to. Sorry, I beg your pardon. I prefer Friday the 13th to Nightmare on Elm Street as a franchise. It was something me and my friend yeah. used to argue about in school a lot. And I understand now, coming more around to Freddy as I've gotten older, he's, he is scarier. But I just kind of really like the Friday the 13th vibe. I don't know, there's something yeah. cool, cool about uh, just, Jason. Just, uh, so, sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions here because, <laughs> but as I said, not a season veteran. In this Friday the 13th, obviously spoilers for Friday the 13th from 1980, Jason is supposed to exist in this film alive, right? Well, no. <laughs> so, no. well, it depends who you go by. I mean, the writer, screenwriter, uh, says he's dead and there's no, like, he doesn't come back. There's no such thing. I think they even added this, that final scene in afterwards. I mean, I would say, I think that's the best scene in the film. The Jason, yeah, yeah. the single scene with Jason in it. Yeah. But um, And then also, spoilers for Friday the 13th Part 2, <laughs> how does he come it into existence, into life? How is he suddenly the main protagonist? I know, obviously, I'm going to go and watch. I'm pretty films. sure he just... Just he is. just is, yeah. <laughs> ah, and he's yeah. Uh, he's not a he's not a super zombie until not later on. He's just yeah. he's just a, a spooky man that gets you. And he's not like a kid that was in a lake in number two. And he doesn't have a hockey mask yet. He's just a man with a bag on his head who 
does people yeah. in. It's yeah. really strange that like the most recognizable elements of this franchise like didn't come into existence immediately. They were kind of a little bit over it's time. E- it's even crazier that so I might be getting this wrong, but Sean S. Cunningham directed this film. I understand that he owns the rights or he has the, the a big thing about how he, he made Friday the thirteenth. But I don't think he did, not really. The person who made Jason wear the hockey mask and and yeah. have a machete, I kind of feel like that's what people think yeah. of for Friday the thirteenth. I know that this is one that's and I think this is one of the reasons why we see less of this stuff. I know the rights are all over the place with yeah. this one and it's a really difficult one, which is why there's certain things with titles as well. Like um, that's why they do. I think that's why the final Friday comes up at four and then something happened. That means they did continue to make new one. It's why the, the space one is called Jason X and Friday the 13th isn't in the title. There's all ty- There's all types of weird legal yeah. wranglings that are going on with it. Yeah. They must've got something right for that game to come out to, License that stuff out, right? But, but no, um, but, that, but then that went wrong, didn't it? Because they licensed it, and then there's some rights issues, so they couldn't do any updates, or they couldn't. Uh, I mean, they just had to stop working on it. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw something along those lines. You'd think like major studios with lawyers and stuff would be able to sort something out. Let's just know. split it down the middle and just get on with it. Let's just yeah. split it out. Of, do... you, you, have, you have the Friday and I'll have the 13th. Yeah. What they want to do That's is fine. they want to do the classic, like the when you've got brothers or sisters and you're the same way your mom makes you share a chocolate bar. One of you cuts it in half and the person who doesn't cut gets to choose which bit of it they want. You're going to make that so fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's good logic. Yeah. He cuts... I choose. That's how you do it. Pretty, There's yeah, no way to good. win that. There's no way to come out on top of that. that that's you've got, you've got, you've got to make it fair. It's the only way you could do it. We could probably do that with land disputes around the world as well. You could probably cut it into a <laughs> shape where it deceivingly looks the same size. I'm pretty sure I've seen those like uh, puzzles Ooh, yeah. where like, the blocks are out yeah, angle funny and they don't actually fit together or they do. Or you but could, if you've done that, you've encouraged yourself to become. You've really gained a skill in just to cheat your brother or sister out of a bit of chocolate. Well, you've gained gained a life skill. Yeah, you, you can have. use that for anything. Yeah. Um, Has uh, anybody seen anything else? Luke, have you seen any anything? Um, I watched again a film called Why Don't You Play in Hell, which is a Sion Shono film. It's about yeah. uh, a, a filmmaking a, a group of filmmakers who call themselves the Fuck Bombers, who are kind of like rebel <laughs> teenage filmmakers, and they somehow find themselves in the middle of a Yakuza all-out end war fight thing between these two Yakuza gangs, and they convince the Yakuza gangs to let them film it and make a film out of it at the same time. And it's it's insane. It's super meta, and like it's just an amazing film. <laughs> it's really good. Um, that, and Sca- that and Scare Me, I think, are two of my like new favourite films. Like I'm going to watch those two films oh, okay. quite a lot, I think. Um, I also watched La Haine. Meta. It was on at the cinema, which we're probably not going to go and be able to go to seven too much longer. But La Haine is that one with Vincent Cassel? It's like 1993. Yeah, okay. I think I know which one you mean. When yeah, I, when I, it's black and white French film. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I told Duncan, our friend, that I've been to the cinema and said it's a black and white French film, 
He just looked at me and like shook his head. <laughs> it's just like it's just a kind of artsy fartsy thing there. Oh, what have you become? <laughs> what, what, what did you take? What, what, what were you drinking when you were there? But you're drinking a bottle of eighteen uh, year old port absinthe. Absinthe. You yeah, see, come on. It's the only thing that satisfies me these days. I'll be honest, it's a great film though. Lahaine, I've, I, people talk about it. They watch it a lot at certain points in their life. Well. Who knows what's going to happen with cinemas? Uh, I've seen yeah. Dune has been put, pushed back now to October 2021. I was thinking about this as well. It's almost I like... think it's a good thing that all these films are getting pushed back. When I was growing up, you'd hear about a film and you'd have to go, just forget yeah. about it now. Because it'll be 10 years yeah. before you see that. <laughs> just forget. Well, <laughs> this is hope there will be cinemas for them to be released in. Like, yeah, at this what, point like Cineworld year. is closing all of its doors again just because... I saw I got a note from some of one of their unlimited people saying that like they haven't had any COVID cases that have been linked to trips to the cinema. I know you can't absolutely guarantee it, but there's been nothing that's been linked to, you know, with track and trace, anything the cinema. Yeah. So it's purely because studios aren't putting films out. And I guess there's a strong argument to say that like studios make an awful lot of money out of these films when the when the sun is shining. Yeah. Is there not more they could have done? And I'm not saying that the answer is put your films out when there's a limited audience for it because people not going to the cinema is a completely legitimate thing right now, right? Because you've got those concerns. Yeah. But could they have done... Is, is it a studios thing? Is it a government thing? Like, what is the what is the solution yeah. to it? But um, I, I do hope they come back. If, if, you've been, if anyone's been to the cinema recently they'll realize that it's 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 like going you know in et where they kind of cordon off everything with like plastic sheets and everyone's wearing hazmat suits it's it's like that <laughs> level of like cleanliness like compared to going to the shop i don't know it's it's i mean it's weird trying to get more more people to go because you kind of you might introduce an issue but like it's um it's insane like they don't let you through the door unless you've done the track and trace thing if unless you're in a mess have to constantly just, wash your hands. They make you wash your hands. It's um, they've done like a good social job. Social distancing is a lot easier to do in a cinema than it is in a shop, in a in pub, a bar. in a restaurant. Because yeah, yeah. you're sitting bar. still, right? You know, yeah. hmm. When I'm in Asda, people are like leaning across me to grab coughing. People uh, coughing all over the shop coughing. in Asda. Leaning across me to grab tin at last tin of John West's tune on the on the on the yeah. thing. No one's doing that to me in the cinema. No one's leaning across me to in do anything. In the cinema, they, they, they tell you where to sit and they say, like, stay there. Like, you're not allowed to go yeah, anywhere. Don't get up. I'm yeah. dying yeah. for a wee. In fact, I've got to entertain you for, for a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. And, and I say, like I say, I totally get it. If, yeah, if, yeah, you've got, if, you've got your, if you've got your James Bond out, then, you know, you want it to be a big thing to go and see it and they put Tenet out to be, you know, the thing that saved cinema, and um, it's not yeah, that yeah. film's fault that it hasn't made everyone in the world go to the cinema. Apparently, it's, it's, it's fine. It's funny that when they decided that they're going to make this James Bond film, they were like, "This is going to absolutely destroy cinemas. It's going to really blow the roof off." And they're like, "Oh, actually, it has destroyed cinemas. They're never going to open again." <laughs> yeah. There'll be no when they were able to release it. There'll be no cinemas open, so they'll just have to project it onto a big building and something have people gathered gab- yeah. around project onto the moon i mean that probably is a bond yeah. uh, storyline i mean isn't it? I- ironically <laughs> like with all this time that james bond has yeah. probably quite adequate time to die now he's got a whole year to fit it in yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 um 
Do you want me to just quickly fly through some tiny bits of horror news? It, obviously in the wrong order today. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, a couple of new things out. So The Haunting of Bly Manor is out on Friday on Netflix. I've tried my best to avoid most of the trailers, even though I've been sharing them, just for other people's enjoyment, not mine. Um, but I think the reviews, some reviews have come out already, and apparently it's a decent sort of gothic. Oh, good. If very, diff- <laughs> some, very different to The Haunting <laughs> It's Can't decent. Is, is the entire cast of the old decent. one back? I think so. I think is, most of them are. Is, they never left. Yeah, seen a couple. <laughs> they never, they so they're all back, but all playing different characters, obviously, aren't they? Or and they're all English now. We're gonna we're gonna be watching and like seeing how their accents are because it's blind man is English, and because it's scary little English uh, ghost kids. Interesting. I wonder if they'll um, be doing like you... Cockney accents and stuff. Call Lammy, me governor. Carl Urban and the boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so also, Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor has also been released in America uh, in theatres and drive-ins. But I've been trying to find out like when we're going to get it in the UK. And the only thing I can seem to find is that the BFI uh, London Film Festival are doing an online screening of it on the 16th of October, which you can buy a ticket for. But other than that, it seems like there's not really any other way to watch it, and I really want to bloody watch it. Yeah, I've yeah. heard it's I've heard it's making a lot of waves. I would like to watch it too. <laughs> maybe that's it. Like maybe it's the same. You know, Luke was saying, now you see a trailer for a film, then you have to forget about it. Maybe it's going to be the same with this that you'll hear about something in being out in America, and then it'll be forever before we get a sniff of it. Yeah, I, I think that's the way it used um, to be, and we just have to get used to. Be happy with it's what annoying, we got. Though, because... Think of all these millions of films from like not from the past years, as in films that haven't. Wait, as in films that <laughs> have already come out. Films that already exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go okay. the... Hang on a bit. What you want a new film? Think about all the films we got. Oh, we got loads of films. Yeah, but I want this new one. You get what you're given. There's kids in the world that ain't got no films. Yeah. Be, um... Some kids in the world they ain't got any films. They got they got short films. Right, <laughs> cartoons. So, um, so, do you think then, with all these delays and things, do you think that's just it? Now there is a permanent thing that everything has been knocked back by a year. So the films that would be next year will now be twenty twenty two, and so on and so on. And there's just a, a wave that will carry on indefinitely. Or is there just a period when there's just going to be too many films at some point because twice as many are going to come out? Hmm. It would make sense well, just to push everything back, wouldn't it? Because then they could get producing the. Uh... The next ones that are going to come out, but I don't know. I honestly, don't know. It's going to be a Matrix situation where there are two out in the same year. Avatar oh, Two is wow. done as well. I saw somewhere that he finished James Cameron yeah. finished filming Avatar Two. I, I know yeah, we're I off topic. But what, what are your feel? What are your feelings on on Avatar? I enjoyed it. I saw it a yeah, few times. On. I thought it was all right. Um, if you must, I think. It'd be especially. I mean, James James Cameron has got a good track record. Let's not lie, and I think he will. He maybe he will save cinema. Who knows? I hope he does. It'd be good for him. It'll perk him up. That would be. He'd love that, wouldn't he? He <laughs> would absolutely love that. Is, is, the new one, is it underwater? The next one with all of the characters from Avatar. There's huh. um, Mister Unobtainium and. Um, and Sig- Sigourney Weaver, she's still alive. Sigourney, no, she's dead now. But I mean, I mean, I mean her, ca- I mean her yeah. character, not not her. Yeah. 
for real. Sigourney Weaver, yeah. is she going to be back as like a spirit, maybe? Or a flashback? I think Mr. Unobtainium is an award that Arnold Schwarzenegger won in the 70s <laughs> Mr. for lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Unobtainium, like, and I'm going even deeper off the topic, Unobtainium was the thing that was true because it feels like it's a Ratchet and Clank thing rather than like a serious yeah, film, but yeah. like a joke element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit uh, okay. And then two two tiny little bits about horror games. Amnesia Rebirth is out on the twentieth of October, and I think there's like a gameplay trailer which is just out now, which should be nice. That's from Frictional Games, obviously, who made uh, the other Amnesia games and uh, Soma. So that's nice. And then also, uh, after you hooked me up, Andy, after you told me about what's it called, the GOG thing? Are you saying GOG? Or are we saying GOG? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Good old games. Yeah. Good, old games. Like good old games. Yeah, it's cool. Silent so, Hill is on there. Si- Silent Hill, the room is on there now. Uh, I, I love not that available one. On... I think that's a yeah, me too. great concept. I think it's my favourite. Yeah. But it's not. it doesn't seem to be available on Mac at the moment. It's only Windows, so I'm a bit like, ah. Um, but yeah, I've made a few purchases there. I bought the Alone in the Dark trilogy for like £1.19p. Really? I'll buy that after I'm finished here with you. That's insane. Uh, yeah, so they're... Is that and then the very last thing I've got on the news here, and I'm gonna have to include it in horror news because obviously, uh, The Witches has got a remake and it's being released on HBO Max on October the 22nd. Uh, obviously, I, a I remake saw the trailer the... and I was like, it doesn't look as scary as no, what it used to be. The original, the original Witches is horrible, yeah, yeah, in a good way, it's like it scarred yeah. me, but in a pleasant way. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm sure they'll do something. I'm sure they'll, do, they'll they'll probably do something completely different. And you know, a lot of people say oh, it's not scary, but it'll be scary for a whole new generation. By maybe. the way, I know I, I I just want to point out uh, the Clive Barker Renaissance. <laughs> Did I say that right? Is he in, predicted yeah, is in full swing. It's, it's coming. He's got like a three new books coming out. There's the book uh, books of blood film thing in Mojave. Uh, Candyman. When's Candyman coming out now? Do we know? Two years. Next. I think it's like there's next no point May, in even guessing. It's coming out. <laughs> yeah, there's no point guessing. Uh, yeah. And when's it was just... Books of Blood out. Book of Blood. Books of Blood. When's that out? I think it's quite soon. I think it's a HBO thing. I don't know how we'll get it in the UK. But um, what else? Uh, it was his birthday today as well, I think. Oh, uh, yesterday. So. Ah. Happy birthday, Clive, if you're listening. I mean, he should be, because I imagine by you saying it, Luke, you're the one that's brought this renaissance about. Exactly. I I don't want to take credit. I don't want to take all the credit for it. Clive Bach has something to do with it as well. (laughs) He has written the books, I guess, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's debatable. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then... Maybe that was it, though. Maybe, you don't know, Luke, he could have been sitting at home going, oh, no one's interested in any new books. They haven't read the old ones yet. And then he heard you say that and thought, yeah. Come on, Luke Caldo wants it. Let's give it to him. Yeah, man. yeah. Well, I'm excited, and I think I'll. I need because he's got like some massive books that I've not got around to. They're really big. <laughs> I'll probably give one as a go soon. Cool. Oh, nice. Well, happy uh, birthday once again, Clive. Yes, <laughs> Mr. So, Barker. Sorry, that's very presumptuous. Yeah, <laughs> Clive doesn't sound as scary. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clive, he's here. Uh, <laughs> it's a friendly name. Right. Today's episode, then. Unless yeah. anyone else got anything else to say? Nah. 
<laughs> Forever hold your peace. Okay, so Friday the 13th is a 1980 American slasher film produced and directed by Sean S. Cunningham. Cunningham. Um, starring Betsy Palmer, Adrienne King, Harry Crosby, Mark Nelson, Kevin Bacon, obviously other people as well. Um, its plot follows a group of teenage camp counsellors who are murdered one by one, spoiler, by an unknown killer while attempting to reopen, reopen an abandoned summer camp. Yeah, so IMDb has it as 6.5. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critic score is 64% and the audience score is 61. Letterboxd is sitting around 3.1. Got some uh, choice reviews here. Patrick Willems, who's got a great YouTube channel, uh, gives it three stars and says it's a very violent Scooby-Doo episode. Uh, we've got a two and a half star review by Susie Fahrenheit Tepes. Who? What's that thing called where you do that between every word? It's like a clap back, isn't it? When you're oh, kind of hate it, but she said, yeah. "Don't call yourself a Friday the Thirteenth fan if you've really difficult to do. never murdered teenagers." <laughs> so, <laughs> and then it really put me. Yeah. <laughs> And then a one and a half star review from Cinema Clown says the fact that Friday the 13th spawned a total of nine sequels, a crossover feature and a reboot is far more disturbing than anything that happens in this extraordinarily mediocre horror flick. Poorly directed, shoddily written and made all the worse by the terrible acting that's on display here. This film hasn't aged well at all. He he didn't like it, I don't think. But um, he hated it. Uh, I mean, there was some shoddy acting. There were a few bits. I think... Some people were great. Some people weren't great, like at all. <laughs> there was a couple of people. We'll talk about that. But there was a couple of people yeah, with their reactions to certain things, which is like, <laughs> yeah. What was that? I said, we're doing today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how to. Even, I don't know. I don't remember the first time I watched this film. I have no no memory of the first time. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm the same. I don't remember. I've definitely seen it before, but I don't remember watching much of it i guess this is the one like if you've seen them all you're probably never going to go back to this one right yeah this is, is the one that doing the least excites me about rewatching the, the yeah. jason-less qualities yes yeah, because there's yeah. no there's no there's no jason and i know that is the main reason because over time that is what you come to the series for right but um i know we debated when we started talking about doing a friday the 13th where we were going to do it but um, for this very reason, I think, and we'll cover it as we go through, there are things that are now absolutely recognised as horror tropes, which they must come from this, if not if not something very obscure beforehand, right? You mean the camp counsellor trope? Like, mm. there's, there's camp counsellors, um, I'm the, not the sure doom, we the get doomsday, the doom guy. Say, yeah, the yeah. doom... Yeah, like... So much of this stuff comes from Friday the Thirteenth and what it came <clears throat> and what came from it. Like, um, why the camp counselling thing? Do a lot of American kids do that as a thing? I think camp is, you know, a big thing, or at least in the eighties it was. I'm not sure what it is now, but summer camp was a thing, right? Not for not for me, but I thought it was an American thing, right? Do we? Did we? Do yeah, that Amer- it's okay. a US thing. I don't. I don't think we do it here. Oh, okay. I always thought it looked really cool. I always kind of thought I wanted to do that, but we have quite often like students here. One of my friends when I was at high school, they like he went and did a year at Camp America. He went over and 
was a camp counselor. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So he would have been like a Murdered. a feature character in in a, in a Friday. <laughs> he would have oh, been. He's, he's the he's the English one that gets murdered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, what films are we talking about? There's the burning. Um, oh, the what's it called one that we have done on this podcast? Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. All like, time. Yeah. It. Yeah. It, it's it, this film must introduce a lot of it. I mean, what slashes came before this? What year is this again? 1980? 1980. 1980. So there's like... Halloween. Um, and Halloween beat Halloween, it out yeah, by a couple yeah, of years. Black Christmas. It's like 70, yeah. and then 70-ish. You've got, is it Peeping Tom? Is that the first like slasher movie? I've heard about that. I've never, never seen it. But um, yeah, and I think that must... I mean, who knows? I think that must be about it. I did read somewhere that Sean S. Cunningham and Victor... I can't remember the, name, the writer's name. Um, did see Halloween and they wanted to do something that fit into that market because Halloween kind of blew the box office wide open and these guys wanted to follow up. But I think they, you are right, they introduced a lot of the trope, more, maybe more so than Halloween to some there's degree. A, there's a few bits here saying that Psycho might have been the first slasher film, but I guess yeah, it's got some, it's got some elements of what you would consider a slasher film, yes, but you know, there's essentially what? How many victims? Two, three? Is that what we're saying? It's not like in terms of slasher, somebody stalking and killing everybody in a group. Yeah, yeah. I would I like slasher. I think Psycho has got like a, it's got like a different quality to it. Like, I'm not sure whether it's down to the the acting or the more sort of thriller elements that come about it. But how many people like, die in Psycho mm-hmm. as well? I don't think. Like, you I don't count like, the mom, like two. Yeah. Like slashes, there's certain yeah. like there has to be a certain like a kill count, and then there's at the end of the film there's the reveal of all the bodies strategically placed by the killer, the the person to stumble into. Yeah, really you can't spooky. beat like a like an orgy of evidence towards the end <laughs> as everyone like just stumbles across loads of hidden bodies. Yeah, and I think the thing that Friday the Thirteenth will go on to do, possibly. Yeah, I'm going to go out there, possibly better than any other similar franchise, is that I think Friday the 13th really begins to later on kind of revel in its excesses. Like, when I think of high kill counts and so on, you know, A Nightmare on Elm Street will have a a core of kids that are, like, you know, the main gang that are all about there. Um, you will have... Um, with the exception of maybe the sort of spree scene in the newest Halloween, again, there's there's kind of a contained group um, within a lot of the Halloween movies, certainly. But a Friday the 13th almost becomes like a spree where you have a group of counsellors, but then you have like incidental people that will just sort of come across the goings-on in a Friday the 13th film that will also end yeah. up being absolutely just mashed up as they come through like you mentioned like just like random teenager having sex yeah yeah was this go on i was about to say was this the first film that introduced like people getting killed because they have sex obviously like take drugs classic horror movie or things like that yeah Yeah. i think obviously a a classic a classic horror movie trope that randy from scream used to harp on about but i think it happened in halloween as well than that people getting it on yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey true. Myers turning up. Yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, the plot of this film, um, 
We spend a lot of time right at the start with one of the counsellors, a girl who's on her way. She's like hitchhiking to the, the camp. Is this the very start? Just FPS killing, don't we, at the beginning? Yeah. Do we? Where they're who, who sat around. Uh, there's two camp. There's two counselors in like yellow shirts, who are sat. They're all sat around playing guitar for something. They're like singing. I don't yeah, know. It's in, 19, blood. it's in 1958, oh, yeah. and they're singing because yeah. I wrote it down here. It's uh, sexy kumbaya flirting because like the guy yeah. is like playing kumbaya on the guitar and he's like <laughs> giving a little wink. My <laughs> my love. Come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they basically it's go off up, up into. Afterwards, they go off into like, what is it, a storage cabin or something? They sneak just off like, to have they sex. They just go off to have a bit of sex in the cabin. And they're like, oh, and then we see first person, um, someone come up the stairs, and the guy's like, oh, we, we weren't doing anything shitty in this face. It's like Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. from last week. And but again, they recognize, again, this happens a few times where that person recognizes whoever the person is looking at them. And like, oh, it's only you. Sorry, we weren't doing anything. And then then he just basically gets stabbed, murked. Yeah, it's weird in this this film when a lot of people die, they die very quickly. Like there's not much struggling going on. It's like like a shark attack. Like we see through the POV, walks towards them, and then we don't even see the gore. For a lot of, I mean, there is a lot of gore in this film, but there's also a lot of it seems to happen off camera. Yeah, I think that's that's. I'm not sure if it's a limitation of the effects that they had, but it's a really, it's kind of a real thing. And I've got it through my notes throughout here that the the kill will seem to be off screen, or the action of the kill will be off screen in a lot of cases. But it's not that they don't have gore effects because there are a couple of scenes where they exist, and there are a couple where even though the death is at a cutaway, then you see like the horrific state of the person afterwards. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't tell if you were moving a glass across the table then. Or if it was <laughs> no, Axel, Axel is growling. Obviously, <laughs> maybe your maybe your belly. <laughs> no, are yeah. starving, mate? Had my dinner this time. No, it's Axel growling. Uh, yeah, so not long after that, I think it's like twenty-one years later. There's this camp counselor called Annie, who's on her way to Camp Crystal Lake, which has like been reopened by some dude. Um, <laughs> And she gets to attack. Does she know where she's going? Because, like, for the whole point, it seems like she's just wandering aimlessly towards this place. Then she finds yeah. a town. How and did says, she get this far? Yeah, that's yeah. what I can't figure. Hitchhiking her whole way? That's not, a, that's not good, is it? We talked about, when we were talking about hosts, we talked about efficient filmmaking. Um, here is a film where we have a good couple of minutes scene where Annie stops to talk to a dog. And misgenders it at first. She's like, hey, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, girl. Hey, boy. Sorry, I just had a good look at your genitals and I realised you're actually a girl. <laughs> um, she's got like a massive bag on. I was like, Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> she's huge. She's the same size. She's <laughs> not in a good mood. Uh, so she goes into like a diner and gets the classic. Everybody stops and stares at her outside her. Um, but then they're very And helpful. then she ends up. Yeah, they are pretty helpful. They kind, they kind really. of look at her like they're going to be really like off locals because they yeah. don't think the camp shouldn't be opened. They're like, oh, can anyone take me to Camp Crystal Lake? And everyone's like, yeah, ominous, called... ominous, yeah. ominous, ominous. They're like, oh, Tom will give you a lift. Yeah, he'll drive you. <laughs> who who calls it Camp Blood? Is it Crazy Ralph? 
okay. Or do, they, yeah. or do they all call it Camp Blood? I thought someone else called it Camp Blood. Uh, and I think maybe it's, it's yeah. Ralph. Might, I think they might all call it Camp Blood. Crazy Ralph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I made a note here. Like, is is Crazy Ralph the first prophet of doom we have in in one of these movies? I was struggling. There's no. Is there no sort of doomsayer in Halloween? Um, uh, no, well, I so. guess. Would you say? Would you say? Um, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Lewis. The Doctor. Loomis, would Loomis. you say he was in a way because he kind of knows maybe actually because he does get capable of yeah and kind of he... tells everybody you know he's he's escaped and we ever you need to run but I don't think he goes on going you're doomed doomed not quite yeah, yet, doomed. He's, he's going around saying oh you've got to help me catch this murderer he's a practical man but um, as yeah. you pointed out when we were talking about this the other week Ben one thing Ralph is very good at is riding his bicycle. Oh my god, he's got the mo- the perfect like his back is so straight as he's riding off. He's <laughs> like he's never gonna have back problems from like hunching or anything like that. I mean, sure, he wouldn't be able to get any real good speed going down because then he will have to get down about. But in terms of like prop- p- correct posture, I'd say you do. Um, if he's only your bad posture is gonna ruin your backs. <laughs> your bad posture. It's how he he says that, and then he just gets yeah. on his bike and just cycles off like. <laughs> <laughs> off to the next off to the next one see you later yeah what i yeah, found got really another strange, appointment. what's yeah. the name of the dude i think it's what's the, the whoever the dude is who get, who's given a lift to annie he's a cop first of all he says no is he a policeman he's no, like a policeman truck truck gives someone else a lift later on it's just trucker. yeah he's yeah. a trucker you're right so this yeah, trucker yeah. first of all he's like that's that's crazy ralph like he's always saying stupid crap like that and then after like he definitely slaps annie's ass as she gets into the Truck yeah, he, he, he helps oh, her in. He like one budget get a time. She <laughs> doesn't seem bothered at yeah. all. She's kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. It happens all the time. I suppose 1980 of its time. But yeah. then he starts spouting the same sort of crap which he was then calling Ralph crazy for. And I think you hypocrites, <laughs> give Ralph <laughs> a break. You all feel the same, and he only does it quietly. This guy because he's I was like, you idiot. I was so, basically explaining the history now of Camp, Camp Crystal Lake to her, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, Ralph is basically saying all the things they're saying in private. He's the M&M of his day. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, he's um, he's out there that's doing it. And then, um, so he drops her off and then she, he, can't, he doesn't drop her off all the way there though, doesn't he say, oh, this is as close as I'm going. Is it because he's driving a massive truck and he can't take it all the way into the woods? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He says he's going about halfway, doesn't he? He says, yeah. oh, I'm only going halfway. So I'm like, she's still got to get like another halfway to get there. I'd be like, I kept thinking this, and it makes me feel like an idiot and sound like an idiot, but imagine how difficult it must be to get somewhere without GPS. And I know mm. we haven't had it for, for, for all that long. Uh, we, a mere. A mere heartbeat in the in the grand scheme of things, but it's that, I was thinking, it's that weird like um, confidence with GPS. Like you feel like it doesn't matter. Like I can go anywhere really, and I'll find my way back yeah. with GPS. But there used to be a time where if you went too far, you wouldn't be able to find your way back. Like, you, yeah, you, you could get lost. <laughs> yeah, this is like, the furthest from home I've ever been. And yeah. also, this is a weird thing. Like obviously, you've been like this is on. Is it Steve that's been setting up the camp? Is it mm-hmm. like this is on him? So he's employed someone. 
what arrangements has he made with this with this girl Annie? So you're going to be in charge of the kitchen. So um, the camp is roughly in this part of the country. I'll see yeah, you there you'll, whenever you'll I it. guess. You'll, you'll find it. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does. He, he's a bit of a weird one anyway. That guy, he's a bit pervy as well, and yeah. he doesn't make any arrangements for anyone. And he just kind of leave, he just goes to the pub. He just goes to the diner and leaves them oh, to yeah. crack on. Don't even get me started on Steve because he's like, oh, "I'll be back sometime after lunch." And he's fucking out all day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely the. He would have turned up and said, oh, "I've been busy doing this, this, and this." When he's just been sat on his ass. Yeah, yeah. this, this is, and I guess thing. this is this is coming up now, right? So we see um, Big Kev himself and those guys arrive with um you know they've got their banjo music blaring in the car um, <laughs> who else is, obviously oh who is the guy that so it's it's kevin bacon the character that plays his girlfriend and their super probo mate like he is cancelled to high heaven he's is this the guy um, who keeps keeps saying like jokes but like they're just the worst like like it's like the jokes that imply that you are like a real creeper like it's like <laughs> like oh, I don't I forget. all i remember is him like firing an, an arrow, arrow. Yeah. At, <laughs> at somebody when they were like moving Inch. the the archery thing but like literally inches away from him I'm like even if that's a joke dangerous <laughs> so, so dangerous. dangerous even if and you're a really good Tom Savini fired the arrow. I think. Um, oh it, right, okay. I think he must be in, must be into archery. I don't know. I, I remember yeah. I read somewhere that he he was the one who fired it. It's almost like I'm never going to fuck with Ned. somebody. I'd never fuck with somebody by firing an arrow at them because I just worry that right at the last minute anything could something would go wrong. F- finger would slip right in the back of the wind. head. How do you exp- how do you explain that? It's, it's like, supposed to be a joke. Somewhere a butterfly flaps a wing. Whoops. Wind pushes it straight. You never know. Never know. Yeah, so this that fellow, that absolute psychopath, his name is Ned. And I've, my notes here just say Ned dash, real piece of work. So this is like, and that's, and that's what he is. He's in the car. He's that nightmare friend. There's a couple that's driving. He's some way to be on the count with them as well. And he's a real pain in the ass. Uh, they're, they're with him and they're driving along. And they arrive... Mm. And uh, Steve sets them all to work. They're like, "Oh, cool! Let's hang out on this thing." Yeah, I hate that. Guys... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hate that. They literally just got out of the car. God knows how long their journey had been. And Steve was immediately like, "Help me with this stump over here." <laughs> I hate. I hate all people like that. I hate. It. I think give me five minutes. Like when you arrive at work, literally, you arrive at work. I don't know. It's been pouring down with rain. You just walk into the office. You're like, oh, out of breath. You put your stuff down, and then somebody Im- immediately walks up to you and goes. Oh yeah, can you just and then ask you to do something? Mm. Give me and five like, seconds to catch my breath. And that you work in a you work in an office, Ben. And this is like this is like their first day on the job as well. That is like you. You turn it up. You haven't even done your HR induction yet. And then someone's gone. Oh, will you replaster the bathroom? Will you for move us? this log? <laughs> What's this doing in here? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And then he kind of just like lets them lets them get on with something else. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking hell. Jobs He's work. Not- yeah, he is, and also it didn't, doesn't even say to have it have it done because what he does is says, oh yeah, actually guys, if you could rebuild this entire camp before it opens next week, um, I'm just going to go and see Alice, who's one of our other characters there, and go and give her a portfolio review of her sketches and then stroke her hair creepily. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? 
what was going on here? And also, did anyone notice how she was using a hammer? I don't know if it's just me who paid attention to that. <laughs> but she, like, if you're film making this film, you go, right, can we just do that hammer scene again? Because it looked like you'd never used a hammer before in your entire life. She kind of like hammers. Had, though, because she, she said, like, she wasn't, she wanted to go home. Like, she wasn't, she didn't okay, know what so she was doing. It was like, you think it was like, uh, yeah, legit. Like it was done on purpose to make her look like she had no idea. I don't know if it was done Still, I was like, <laughs> I don't she trust. To fix that gutter in there. I don't. Yeah, but it'll be fine for about a minute, and then it'll fall and crack someone in a skull. <laughs> because also, with the strength that you've managed to knock those really awkwardly, I know the nail appears to have gone into that wood, but it must be not very good wood if it went in that easily when you're holding the hammer at that awkward angle. It's like made of that yeah. green stuff that you put plants in. <laughs> yeah, Oasis. <laughs> Maybe we're, put, we're looking into it too much, but yeah, I think I yeah. agree. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, so who else we introduced to all the counselors at this point? Kevin yeah, Bacon. There's another couple about there's a very capable man who's out in the who's out in the lake doing some other stuff and painting or something. Yeah. yeah, he's like painting or getting the pontoon or sorting that like rebuilding the dock or something like that. He is out there and <laughs> after having a hair stroke, Annie go uh, not Annie, Alice goes and sees him. Yeah. Um and Steve's this is where Steve's like, Well, you guys do all this work. I'm going to be um, downtown. It's going to rain later on, so make sure you've rebuilt the camp. The camp before before that. Bye. And he's off. Yeah. Have they got like kids ready and waiting to come to the camp in however uh, many weeks it's, at, at the gates? Waiting it's to come literally, in. It's <laughs> yeah, going to open, right? It's going to open any day now. It's yeah, like yeah. all the kid. The kids are due. <laughs> I'm devastated for. Them. Uh, yeah. Is this the point where our girl from the start gets killed? I kind of feel like it's um, around. Yes, here. my ne- yeah. So we've seen it, yeah. there, 
Annie actually seems like a good camp worker. Then it says solid escape dive, which is when when Annie jumps out of the car. So you're right. She's walking down the road. She gets picked up by persons unknown and has like a really extended, like one sided conversation with yeah. her where yeah. she like says like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to look after kids. I don't like calling them kids, though, actually. I prefer the word children because I think kids is really disrespectful. Um, <laughs> Does she say that? <laughs> yeah. She's oh yeah, like, she says some like baby goats, doesn't she? Oh, they're, like, like, they're like baby, baby goats. goats. Yeah, it's like you call uh, them baby goats. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, if you got into a car with somebody and they hadn't said something after like the first twenty seconds of you talking at them, like does she even say where she's going? And does she is that okay? I think so. Because I've camped Crystal Lake. Maybe she nods though. I've got a feeling that she is talking, we just don't get to hear it. Because when we meet yeah, Mrs. Voorhees yeah. later on, she doesn't shut up. Like she's constantly <laughs> like talking. Yeah, that's true. It's like she knows now that she's been revealed in the film, so she's like, right, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Right, chatterbox. Um, yeah, but you're right. We're driving along, and then they overshoot the camp, and she's like, oh, that was the stop. Do you want to uh, stop now? Please stop. And then yeah. after a couple of those, she... Fucking bails. At what point, at what point do you car. jump out of the car? If you if you were in her situation and like you've gone past the point and you you saying please stop, and then the yeah. car starts to speed up. I don't know. I don't know. Like she definitely I would, left her I, massive bag behind now. What do you think, guys? Yeah. Would you would you jump out of the car or at that point if you've established the person's a threat? Do you try and attack them so they crash the car? I would jump out of the car, but I wouldn't, like, roll into the... I mean, you could quite just... It wasn't going that fast, was it? I'm sure you could just jump out, just run, get your, like, (laughs) move on, and just slow down. She, like, rolls into the book, like, into the fawns. I don't know. I reckon getting that speed up is probably harder than you think. I reckon you'd yank the handbrake or something, or try and just get him to crash it into a tree. If that sounds like, dangerous. Right. Obviously, yes. <laughs> Jumping out of a car. Spoilers. <laughs> it's just a woman in a cardigan. Like, you might yeah. try and grab the wheel or do so. I don't know. If it's her, if if it's Mrs. Voorhees there, you could quite easily, you feel quite comfortable punching her in the face and not feeling like she's going <laughs> to. <laughs> you you all you need, you don't need much of an excuse to punch an, an old lady in the face, <laughs> do you, Luke? Any, any chance? I'm just thinking. Like, I was, I was gonna say it. I feel, I would feel confident in my strength in that situation. But then again, later on, Mrs. Voorhees is like mud wrestling with uh, with the Alice girl and like doing a really good job. So who knows? Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like when she's not revealed, when she's just a POV, she, her strength is off the charts. But when she's, she's taller, revealed... There's one bit where like, it's yeah, like... Wait uh, till like she's like... like we just yeah. see her head's cut off from the camera because she's so tall and she's got a man's body. I'm sure like, <laughs> we see a man's body. But when she's revealed, like she's on the back foot almost constantly. I mean, I know she's pursuing somebody, but she's constantly like being hit and knocked down. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? She's lost but her element of surprise. So- why is she so efficient when she's not been revealed? She's so efficient. She's silent and deadly. She's like a ninja. But when she's revealed, yeah. they're like, right, I can see that cardigan coming a mile off. That hair. Maybe she changes. That bright maybe red hair. <laughs> maybe she's, yeah, maybe we haven't seen her outfit in the other scenes. Maybe she changes into that outfit and that's not combat gear. 
That's true. That's true. Also, I did realize I pointed out to you guys that she is Charity Shop's Sue, who's like this YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Go on YouTube yeah. and search a Charity Shop Sue. Yeah. She's this Nottingham uh, comedy thing. <laughs> <laughs> she looks exactly the same. Also, Mrs. Boys. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, uh, yes, so I don't know what goes on. She gets Fingy gets after, killed. After that. She gets a throat slit. Yeah, so she yeah, she gets a throat slit. And this is one of the few times when we have a a practical end, right? So we have the we have a cut of the camera while a, a slash is made, but then we see the the line appear. You know, like when you get a paper cut and you're like, Oh, I've got That's... away with it, I've got away with it, and then the, the line appears and it's like, <laughs> I hate that. I hate now. that moment. Yeah. Very horrible. We didn't get away yeah, with it. But it happens. She didn't get away with it. She, there was a few moments when Annie was against that tree again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, right? oh. then she's then she's instantly done. Um, oh, so we have a practical throat cut and then um There's a, a poli- <laughs> policeman, right? He turns up at the at the, the policeman the policeman does does come and I think oh yeah this there's when you read your notes a week later one bit's a question of if you were a flavor of ice cream um I think this is when the kids are all messing about in the um they're all messing about in the water because instead of doing the endless chores that Steve has set them yeah you go for a little they go for a little swim they're like Ben they're like I should have a minute to catch catch my breath here and they've gone for a swim Ned yeah. Ned, Ned pretends to drown um, and is um, so we can snog one of the women. Yeah, and we see sort of a first-person view looking over the lake. Mrs. Voorhees clearly watching, and is triggered by seeing these kids at play in the lake because obviously, as we learn later, that's that's a thing that happened. Why, um, why did she? Does she? Oh, she does know that um, the other girl was going to be a camp counselor. Okay. Just like why why so, kill her? Oh yeah, maybe. So she must have known there were people at the camp already, right? Because she mm, didn't just around. incidentally well, kill she, Annie. Maybe she was just driving around um, because you know she was planning to kill these people at the at the ca- at the camp. Uh, that girl though, she's, she's asking so many questions. She just yeah. snapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what well, I do call <laughs> enough. So I, I find that yeah. offensive. But yeah, so she's seen them, and then this is, you're right, Luke, this is when the policeman turns up, and Ned's cancellation is made absolute because he is dressed as a Native American person in a headdress. Oh, yeah. Dancing around, and I won't do the noise uh, because I want to remain uncancelled, but he's he's really going for it. Cultural appropriation, there we go. 1980. Would, I think he could get away with that stuff, not today, but he could get away with that stuff if what he was doing was funny. But he just comes across <laughs> as like really annoying. This right. is true, right? This is true, and this is something that I often discuss when it comes to, uh, you know, <laughs> being cancelled and things yeah. that may be a little bit offensive or a little bit inappropriate. I often think, right? Well, first of all, that's not funny. Let's just judge it for whether it's funny or not. It's not yeah. funny. Now let's go and talk about the problematic stuff. So I think we should judge things, and if they are funny, you know, what does that say about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my um. One of my favourite things to do at work is apparently this Dress is up a, as, an, as a red Indian and run around. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> it is. It is 
the the plight of those people once again it came up with something we'd read about you know there was this big list of things which are now problematic and apparently long time no see is is a, a problem because apparently back in the day it was used as a way to make fun of the English um, the English speaking ability of people like the Native Americans long time no see imagine saying that in a slightly offensive voice uh, so then yeah, when you yeah. when, I, when I see when I see people at work now especially uh-huh. in the current well, climate. They go, oh, Andy, how's it that? going? Long time no see. And I look at them and go, you piece of shit. <laughs> you absolute <laughs> filth. If you only knew How what I knew, you? then you'd be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where one lady I work with goes, oh, Andy, a long time. And she catches herself now. having it, And she goes, long time no speak. And I'm like, That's okay. worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. um, but yeah, this is when the policeman turns up and this is a guy that's getting his money's worth. This is a character here. And he's like, you know, he sees Ned messing up. He goes, what have you been smoking? No, you ask Kevin Bacon what he's been smoking, even though he doesn't do anything weird. And he goes, I don't yeah. smoke, sir. It, uh, you know, gives you cancer. And he's like, I ain't talking about cigarettes. I'm talking about Colombian gold, the grass, the hash, the weed. He's like, uh... why do you know so many names for it, mate? <laughs> do you watch, uh... Nah, same suspect. Do you watch Seinfeld? Have you seen Seinfeld? There's like the library policeman character who's like a PI. Like it's over the top sort of uh I don't know. It just reminded me of that really. But um yeah, he is like a, a caricature more than like a real person. Yeah. Yes. And he goes for it and he gets pissed off because they're trying to touch his bike and they go, Oh, is there anything we can do to help at all? And it turns out that he's just looking for Ralph because whenever he gets pissed up, this is my biggest revelation of the film so far. It's like whenever he gets pissed up, he goes on like little rampage on his bike, and his wife will be dead worried. I'm like, crazy Ralph is married. <laughs> yeah, <it's a laughs> crazy crazy Anne. Yeah. <laughs> Straightest backs you can ever ever see. Just them two going down the road on a bike. Little tandem. <laughs> oh, um, beautiful. But yeah, the the man gets the the policeman gets called away by the sheriff. So I want you back out here doing something. So he goes, all right, but just look out for Ralph for you. And then, irony of ironies, the second they um, the police <laughs> gone, he's there in their fridge, isn't he? Just hanging about. Yeah. yeah. Wow, amazing. What does he do? He just comes out and says, "Yeah, it's night. It's all going." <laughs> he just sort of guns at them and goes, "Oh, yeah." Like I straight my back is get a spirit <laughs> level on that. It's <laughs> the straightest back. You don't. <laughs> Thank you, Paradox. I've got a terrible them. posture sitting here as we record this. I'm like, oh no, channel wrong. He, he can help them. He can help them rebuild a lot of the camp because they just get him to stand against things as they're like measuring <laughs> things just to make sure it's perfectly, perfectly flush. <laughs> Use him as a spirit level, yeah. yeah. Cheers, Ralph. The end is nigh, the end is shush. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, so he, he's off, and then um, the storm that Steve was predicting earlier on before he pissed off for the whole day, that's coming. The rain is coming, which means um, for Kevin Bacon and his girlfriend, it is, as my notes say here, bone time. Yeah. Well, they, do they refer to it as that? No, no, I'm, I'm editorialising. But oh, yeah, they, um, they, they, they excuse themselves. And they worry that, that Ned's going to be watching. Um, and like, she is in a way. It's like, oh, uh, you know, Kevin Bacon shouts, oh, Neddy, do you want to come out? And the girlfriend's like, oh, no, don't bring him here. He's a. <laughs> yeah, 
He just wants to watch while, while doing a Red Indian impression. That's all he wants to do. Just let him do it. Yeah. He ain't anybody. Bloody weirdo. And then he's dead on the top bunk, right? He's uh, is he got his throat cut or? Do he we... is. He's been. Yeah. He's been. He's been done in on the on the top bunk. Do we? Do we sort of see? There's been a bit where he's just gone into one of the buildings, and we just hear a bit of a scuffle. We don't see ever what happened yeah. to Ned. Do we? He just. No, I think so. Yeah. Um. Mm. So, at what point is this, does Kevin Bacon die here? He does. Uh, After the yeah. Sex. yeah, he does. After okay. they've had sex. That's this right. is the best they, death yeah. scene, the best effects in the film for me. The the arrow through the neck routine. I mean, it doesn't look real, but it looks fun. <laughs> 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 yeah. it's, it's like a practical thing. Like, so she's under the bed, and her hand must come really far out. Yeah. And then pokes a. What is it like an arrow bed? Arrow through yeah. his throat. So the the arrow has to go through the bed. Yeah. yeah. Into, I mean, if you think about it, because Kevin Bacon in real life, his head is kind of like must be poking through the bed. It could have got like a fake body. And then is yeah. it is a own own well, hand? Hey, don't spoil it. <laughs> is <laughs> it his own hand that comes around that that grabs his head? I don't know. It must be. If but I it's... was. Mrs. Voorhees, I'd have to do a couple of dry runs to make sure that I could a get an arrow through a bed and a person. How does she know where his neck is? Like, pretty nuts. I guess if you got the head, you could kind of. She knows really well. She's probably got the marks under the bed, like right his head here, (laughs) neck. Before she's revealed, the groove coming through. It's just a very thin mattress. Cheap mattress. Maybe she's hollowed out the mattress before. Maybe she's inside the mattress. There we go. She might be. Yeah, I don't know. But for some reason, before she's revealed, it's a lot more believable this stuff's happening. When she's revealed, I was a bit like, this isn't the misogynist in me. I was just thinking, did she really do that? Did she really do that? Because it's it's not just that she's... It's not that she's a woman. That's not what we're saying. It's the fact that she's quite like a a diddery kind of... A small... small, Quite a small woman. She seems like a woman you would just see turn up I don't know. She's a bit of a Karen, isn't she? she yeah, no yeah, to yeah, yeah. Andy's ever half, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's um, she kind of reminds me of like Mrs. Voorhees is kind of like you know that auntie that you have that isn't really a relation. She's like a friend of your mom from school, and she's the one that's always really funny if you don't send a thank you card after your birthday or your oh. things, and your mom's like, "Oh, come on, you've got to send one." Yeah, she'll ask you next time. Yeah. Oh, you have an arrow. Be, get a thank you card. And <laughs> next time you see her, she the first thing she'd say. Didn't get a thank you card four years ago for that. What? I don't remember. No, you wouldn't, would you? Selfish. <laughs> Self-centered. Yeah, kill, so that's kill that's him. the kind of character. I will, Jason. Kill him. <laughs> I will. What are you talking to, Jason? What? No. Jason. Jason always sends thank you cards. Yeah. Yeah. She um, has also been on like a rampage. She's been fuming since like for twenty one years. Yeah. What I mean, what's she, what she been I, up I to think... for twenty years? Well, she, what did she do in her she, downtime? Press well, she killed. She killed those people twenty years ago, the year after Jason drowned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then twenty years just making sure the camp didn't reopen because they mentioned at some point later on that there was like, oh, we tried to reopen it and then there were some terrible uh, fires. Yeah, of course. To be fair, 
in many ways, Mrs. Voorhees, we're, we're having a bit of a laugh at her expense here, guys, but she's technically the first victim of this place, while Jason was technically. If she had lived in a more litigious time, yeah. she could have just sued that place and it never opened. Yeah. Maybe she would have had the support, but maybe like of uh, mental health charities and stuff. Maybe that's what she needed. You know, we we're mm. making light of it. She lost her bloody son. I'm bloody worried now. Yeah, he's he, he was lost, and you know he was. There obviously wasn't proper care and attention nowadays. I don't think Cam Crystal Lake would have any hope of reopening. I think it would be. You imagine that gets out on Twitter. She tweets out about that. You know, because they haven't given her the response she was looking for. If she was to tweet at Camp Crystal Lake and gone, um, Camp Crystal Lake, my son drowned at your place and I haven't heard <laughs> nothing back from your customer service if team. If she yet. went Karen, if she went full on Karen, is that what you're saying? She led <laughs> yeah, they, to her like, in a Karen. Just a couple of people would retweet that. Um, that place isn't open anymore. It's like when one of those shady art places steals an artist's artwork and puts it on a metal plate or something like that. Yeah. Um, Twitter would have a field day. They'd be, they'd be, they'd be done. Yeah. Can I speak yeah. to the manager, please? No, you can't. Well, I'm going to kill the manager then. Is that all right? <laughs> well, she's escalated. Well, if, you, if you want to, you deal with the consequences of that. What, what is Mrs. Voorhees' first name? Do we ever find out? Pam. Oh, <laughs> is that is might it, be a, a pseudonym Pamela Voorhees uh, I don't know if it's in this film or uh, it comes up something that comes up later but yeah Pam is Pam's her name yeah. in, in so apparently she's in this film she's supposed to be 49 years old people aged that? differently in the 80s yeah it's, it's a different I believe that she is 90, early 1980s, 49. Look at people who are 20 years old then and their haircuts. Like Haircuts make people look older. And everyone yeah. just used to wear brown, didn't they? I think yeah. it just made everyone kind of look a little bit like... Yeah. Oh, dear. But um, <laughs> meanwhile, while all this is going on, you know what's happening? I mean, I don't know why we led with the sex and murder because meanwhile, in the other cabin, our other characters are having a game of sexy monopoly. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah. like strip monopoly. Weird. I'd get. I'm too competitive to want to add a strip nature into monopoly. Like I just want to get the houses, rack get up my naked. money. I don't want to be. Wait, what? I want to be stripping as well. <laughs> How do you win? First but, one naked, also, right? Like, yeah, but is that that you've won or that you've lost or is that? I mean, what's the monetary value of each piece of clothes? It's. It sounds like a logistical nightmare. Yeah, it does. Sounds mental. I mean, I do you I like? I mean, because you've only got one set of clothes, right? So, if old no, <laughs> if if um, the old Kent Road is 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 a sock, what? But, like, you've only got those socks. So, what happens when you've got no socks left and you land on one of those? Like Mayfair is, God knows. If, any, if anything, you should start <sighs> naked, and as you yeah. accumulate wealth, you accumulate clothes. And then you could sell those clothes to people. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I and think you I'd... could, like, you get the clothes, any clothes that you get for rent, you can put on. So you've got them to pay rent next time. So it's a yeah. constant ecosystem of clothes. I will rent you this these pair of pants. <laughs> I reckon I would just get confused, land on, go to jail, and get my knob out. And that'll be it. And <laughs> everyone would hate me. And everyone would be like, you ruined the game again. I'll be like, whoa. 
<laughs> I was confused. Yeah. So what we've learned is that Strip Monopoly is a confusing and ill-thought-out game, but they, they have their very best of it, but then decide to give themselves a sensible bedtime just when they're all down to their underwear. They're like, well, <sighs> call it a night. <laughs> this, this kind of bothered me as well. So the, the next... Actually, this isn't the next victim. We'll go, we'll go into this afterwards. But the next victim is... Marcy? Is that right? Marcy, so she so leaves. Um, Nobody knows. Kevin ba- oh, is it Kevin Bacon's girlfriend that gets it next when she goes to the toilet after the sex? Yeah, that's right. So they're obviously they're on a, Ned's body's above them, and now Kevin Bacon's been murdered as well. And she goes and to the bathroom, which is like a different a different house, isn't it? It's like a different building. Sorry, different building. A special special toilet block, like when you go camping, they have the the showers in a different area. So oh, she's really gone off cold. there. Yeah. yeah, one yeah. of those. And the water's never hot in those things. It's always like literally, like <laughs> the showers at a campsite. Sorry, not all campsites, but um, you know, the showers at a campsite are a barking dog away from Guantanamo Bay. You'll never convince me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, that just is... a dog barking at you in those showers. <laughs> that is only probably that can make it more miserable. <laughs> that's probably the quote of the episode. I think. I think that's what we're going to, have to lead with. Is <laughs> it's just that. Yeah. But yeah, it looks a bit naff. <laughs> so she gets kind of stalked by somebody and I didn't like her her reaction to seeing somebody. So somebody kills her with an axe. They like plow an axe into her face. Pretty good. Oh, she just does that uh, effects wise. But as soon as she sees it, she kind of closes her eyes and screams like, yeah. ah! I think if you saw someone with an axe, first of all, if it was a middle-aged woman, <laughs> you'd axe. say, whoa, <laughs> I think you'd go, what the fuck's going on? Who the fuck are you? Uh, don't axe me, Jesus Christ! Something other than just completely—I don't know—giving you, me, allowing I, yourself to die. Me and Cat talk about this kind of thing quite a lot about like zombie invasion stuff. She says I would just close my eyes and like get, like stop because she no. she doesn't. She says she wouldn't want to live on scared in those in those kind of environments. Like she just want to be dead. Yeah, but so. it might just be what. It might just be one zombie that you've got. Like you don't know the scale of this apocalypse. Like one zombie's attacking you, you think, Too "Well, late. I kill that one," and then you come out. The army are there. We're saved. Great. It's like the yeah. mist yeah. all over again. It is the mist. It's exactly the mist. Yeah. <laughs> just give up and then decide. Well, I didn't need to give up because it was just one zombie, and if I fought my way through that, I would have lived on. Yeah. yeah. So Pathetic. basically, cat, you are Thomas Jane now, giving up yeah. too late. Yeah. But you're killing Luke. Shoot all your family. Yeah. <laughs> right, Luke's Luke, not sorry, even scared. Luke, no. She's going right. Sorry, Luke. This is the kindest thing to do. Bang. <laughs> He's not even scared. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be right now. We need to. Yeah, we need to do the mist on on this podcast. By the way, that that's that's a, a an interesting good. film. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's uh why not next month, eh? We're planning ahead. We're being do a so sequel called "You Missed a Bit." That's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a bit, but it's just Thomas Shane now. Incredibly sad. Yeah. Get on the phone to somebody. Get on the phone to Stephen King. <laughs> Suggest it. Um, you are right, though. Luke. It is weird that this this character sees sees. It just sees this person coming at him with an axe and just stops. And then this is another one, a bit like the thing, like where we cut away from the actual hit. And I was watching it at the time and thought, oh, okay, maybe they were trying to keep the, maybe they didn't have the effects for it. Maybe they were trying to keep the um, the rating down. But then seconds later, after the hit is there, we just see um, a pretty good, I think, for the for the time, axe in the face. 
yeah, it's like yeah. they could work out how to have the axe in the face, but they couldn't work out how to get it in. Uh, effects wise have the axe going in, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe that's yeah. somehow worse. Seeing it go in is affects the rating. I don't know. Hmm. Pen- penetration of weapon is different. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I figured it was just an effects thing because you probably can't get that actor and smash her face with an axe, but you can make a facsimile of her face with an axe in it. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But yeah, yeah it's so a good then, bit. Um, after Mr. that, he's swinging swing axe. It's, it's kind of bothering me as well. So the next person getting killed, everyone's bothering me, essentially. Brenda like goes back. She makes so much effort to not get wet. So it's raining. She puts a mac on, but not any of her clothes. But not any of her clothes. Then she goes to bed, puts on a lovely little nighty. Wonderful. But then she starts hearing a voice calling for help. And then suddenly she's decided, even though she's got the Mac, it might be wet, but she's got the Mac. And suddenly she's decided, I don't care about going out there in my nighty. I'm going to get absolutely sopping wet. There's no consistency. It's, and it's, uh, what's her name, isn't it? But it's weird. I just realized Mrs. Voorhees doing Jason's voice. There's a like, Jason impression. Yeah. Mm. This is a good impression of Jason. <laughs> Jason should talk like that throughout all of the movies. Hello. <laughs> 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 Hello, 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 Hello. She goes out to help, and this is this is a fucking tease. Like she goes out and looks for him on the archery range, right? Which is, and Marcy is the same character that Ned fired the arrow at and just missed her with, right? But um, so she goes out and has a, a a little look about, and all the lights come on. But as far as I can tell, she doesn't get arrowed. No, yeah, that's annoying. Um, if you're going to tease someone getting arrowed, yeah, they better get arrowed. <laughs> it's it's more annoying that she doesn't get arrowed, and then the next man who gets killed in an enclosed space is arrowed. Yeah, yeah, to a and door. We, <laughs> we don't annoying. see him get arrowed. That's annoying me thinking about it again. We see him like post arrowed, like he's been arrowed. What? So do you think he was killed with arrows, or she pinned him with arrows to the door later after it's he was weird. done? It's also weird that she kind of pinned him above the ground. I mean, above... Like, she's hooked him quite high against she's the door. lifted him. And... Yeah. I hate <laughs> it when films, like, set something up and you think, okay, we've established this, so that's definitely going to play into something in the future. And then it doesn't. I get so frustrated yeah. during that. Especially, <laughs> especially when it nearly does. Here's my perfect example. And I think I mentioned this maybe before suicide squad a film has got a hell of a lot of problems but the character captain boomerang there's a part where we establish in early on in the film that he likes unicorns for some reason when it's introducing the characters he likes unicorns later on we see that he's got a little cuddly unicorn like that in his jacket he puts it in his jacket later on he drops said unicorn and puts it back in his jacket that's free instances of showing us that Captain Boomerang likes unicorns and we know where it is, it's just in his jacket later on he gets hit with like a knife or like something he gets like hit with it like that someone throws it at him and he collapses we all think, oh my god he's dead but then we all remember, he's got a unicorn so it's obviously that in his yeah. coat but as he pulls it out, it's a, it's like a stack of money I was like, for fuck <laughs> if you take all that time to establish something why would you not go in with the payoff? Yeah, that is... Yeah, I hate it. I mean, film. now you say it, it sounds funny as a sort of anticlimax kind of way. 
Like he's got it. Oh, it's got it in a unicorn. No, it's something completely random. It's just a stack uh, of money. Because I was like, well, where's well, well, where's the unicorn then? You know what I mean? Also, like, when you, you were saying that, I thought like it would hit the unicorn, and that would like trigger him to get really angry and like go badass yeah. or something. But... Exactly. There's so much potential other than him going, oh no, no, my money's been stabbed. I'm pretty sure if you still spend it. If you went, if you went to the bank, yeah, they said I can't accept this. Still spend it. (laughs) That's no longer legal tender. It's been stabbed. That's definitely been stabbed. (laughs) Luke's first thing was, could still spend it. Like he's been there before. We can still spend stab money. I've been there, done it, lived it, got a (laughs) t-shirt, got a hole in it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the long game, Ben, and then in the next one. You'll think he's got money. That'll be the unicorn. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? A different director, though, isn't it? So, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe you know it's the same thing. Maybe you know it's the same yeah, thing I, as I, me. I, I'd not noticed that, Ben. So, you've found a film that I'd already grossly disappointed me and maybe like it less. Thank you. <laughs> I think I noticed it. I, know, I was on a plane, and I remember I was like trying to stay awake when I noticed this. And I remember looking around as if, as if, even though it was only me watching it, I remember looking around like wanting to tell somebody. You're seeing this? Come here. <laughs> You're seeing this shit. Let me explain this, this to you. Call, call the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. The, the you should have looked around on the plane to see someone else doing the same thing. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like eye contact to come across the plane. The unicorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's going, what a load of shit. Yeah. Okay. So, so Marcy, as we've learned, doesn't get arrowed. No. But um, unfortunately, Bill, who is with not Annie, um, our main character, Alice. So Bill, the power goes off and Bill goes to investigate in the generator room while Alice has a little sleep. Um, And then Bill is killed off screen Alice wakes up from a nightmare, which I guess was a nightmare yeah. about Bill being killed, and goes to find him, um, only to find him pinned to a door with arrows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the logistics of that are nuts, aren't they? Like, Surely you've got to have him heard... up there first. Yeah. Like, he's got to be up there for you to fire arrows at him, right? But yeah. he's going to have to have a certain amount of arrows in him already to pin him there. Yeah. So what do you do? Just start with one, and then I had. I mean, it's impossible. The logistics. Oh. There isn't logistics. It's not. It's not doable. <laughs> it's impossible, mate. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Unless you're just so good at arrows, and you could get him all at once, and maybe when he turned round, he was surprised that he jumped into the air and yeah. four arrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that must you know be what? It. I was just like. I was proper into it, like, Andy's got an answer here. No. Well, no, there's a video, there was a video this week. Um, I'm not sure it's been doing, doing the rounds on the socials. Like, there's a lady who throws, like, a polo into the air. It looks pretty big. It's a big yes. polo. It's a, yeah, it's it's a, a giant polo. Idea. She throws it into the air and then shoots it with an arrow. Maybe she is related Pamela to Pamela Boys. <laughs> yeah. I like, to, you did have a polo. Now do it with a human being, all right? And then yeah. I'll be impressed. <laughs> and, and four of them at once. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but she, she did it. Um, she didn't do it on camera, so we don't know. Um, 
Alice goes to find um, Bill, finds him. <laughs> this is like when you miss on hide and seek. Like she looks for him in the generator room because oh where, where buddy is he? And then the door swings closed and she sees yeah. him pinned on the back, back of the door. Yeah. She runs inside and does quite an extended sealing up the house um, thing. This goes on for got... ages. And also, I couldn't help but think. I'm kind of hoping that because she ties the door against the ceiling, which is quite good. But I really wanted the door to open, but the other way. So she just like slackens the rope, <laughs> opens in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then she has a jump scare with one of her friends being thrown in through the window. Yeah. Jason is big. Um, he must learn this from his mom. He's happened? big on a throwing someone through the window. But like she just Pamela, all he's she must have done that ran away and got into a car and like made herself so she's not all sweaty and, and like out of breath and then just pulled up in the car outside, casual after she gorilla press slams <laughs> someone through a window oh yeah yeah, that's pretty nuts yeah. um, but you're right, yeah, so um, Alice runs outside and this is where we meet um, fashion icon, I mean we haven't really talked about that jumper that's a thick knit I had to be too yeah. hot, I reckon, the whole time. Killing people, chasing people down, <laughs> lifting, gorilla pressing people. I'd be boiling. I'd have to do it all in a string vest. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's the summer as well. So obviously, it's a summer camp. That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. Never thought of it like that. It would be warm. Well, maybe, oh, I don't know. It's after dark. Maybe it's chilled down a little bit. Yeah. And they're by the water. Probably puts a bite in the air. So... Pam starts. Yeah. Pam seems like a, a normal person at the start, but then she starts talking about Jason and how many years ago the counselors let him drown. Um, well, you know what they were doing when they let him drown. She's um, she's more respectful. Poor she kid. They were. No, she says they were. They were making love when yeah. um, when they should yeah, have been strange. watching him. Yeah, and she was the cook, so you. That's disrespectful on a number of levels. So not only are you not paying attention to yeah. a disabled boy that you let get bullied and drowned, but it's another member of staff. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is mean, it like poetic, poetic justice that she gets panned in the head with a cooking pan? <laughs> she gets pan. panned with quite a few things. Pa- Pam gets panned in the head with a cooking pan. Yeah. In Pam fact, one of the things I've one of the things I've written here, Luke, is just panned. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so she talks about how they were making love instead of watching Jason. And this is where the penny drops for Alice. And it's like, oh, you might be a, you might be a wrong one. So the first thing she does is she slams Mrs. Voorhees with a poker and makes her first um, run out. And this is a bit of uh, trivia we've got for us here. This is the... You know the Jason sound that you get in the films? The yeah. Apparently, it's not... I think you see it written down as like... Quite a lot, but it's actually... Kiki, kiki, mama, mama. And it's taken from a sample of what Mrs. Voorhees says here, which is killer, mommy, killer. And they take the ki and the ma yeah. from that. And it's meant to be kill, 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 mama, mama. And it's that's what it's sampled from. Mm, that's quite cool. From a, from a line that's here, and this is when you hear Mrs. Voorhees cracking out a Jason impression again when she's like, Come yeah. on, mommy. She's like, I will, Jason, I will. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, bloody well. Don't need to ask me twice. I was already doing um, it, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> so, yeah, so she basically reveals herself as the killer and then tries to kill Alice. And this kind of goes on for a while, then them having a bit of a back and forth and this fighting like all over the place. The cinematic battles you get in the wrestling, Ben, that I know you're... You're a WWE fan. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. It is very reminiscent of the Boneyard match at the recent WrestleMania between Undertaker and AJ Styles. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it and realize how similar it is to this final battle. Does one of them get like beheaded? It... No. But but Undertaker yeah. did wear an unusual hat. You know, normally, he wears the big hat and the coat. Big blue jumper this year's <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> Orange wig. <laughs> yeah, and he's boiling up. Um, but yeah, it it did feel like that. And again, I was just confused. I was like, how is she like essentially superhuman? And now that this is the final showdown between her and Alice, she's just like, she's just like a basic basic no mum. Basic <laughs> mum. She's like a mum just taking off. <laughs> this is yeah. like a trope that you get in a lot of things because you know the scream killers take like a pounding more so when they're revealed or by the main character. So point, yeah. ne- Nev Campbell can beat up the, the guy in the ghost face mask, but he's like invincible to other people. Um, Freddy Krueger gets home alone in the end of the first one after like, um, yeah. Slashing people into mints for the whole movie. And this is another one where like Mrs. Voorhees has been absolutely undefeatable. Until now, she's been one shot in all of the other camp counselors. Which uh, Mortal Kombat is Mrs. Voorhees in? <laughs> I feel like she'd be a great <laughs> special oh, character. She should. Well, you know, there's more characters for Combat Pack too. They were saying maybe Jake, maybe Rambo was the next Did one that was going to be revealed, but might be Mrs. Yeah. Voorhees. Yeah. Did we ever get Mrs. Voorhees like prequel? Not a movie, but like anything. Did we get like? I think maybe there's been some books or. It'd probably or... be, you know, uh, the American Horror Story guy, Brad Murphy. He's always like the Nurse Ratched prequel thing. We yeah. didn't need that. He's probably going to be Mr. Voorhees one at some point. Yeah. Guys, maybe we should beat them to it. Maybe if we get in with this, maybe if we do the cut and choose thing with the rights owners and solve that deadlock, they'll reward us by letting us make a Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, yeah. Well, been, it'd be interesting it? to see Pam, Mrs. Uh, Walker, yeah, Pam. Pam, Pam, we'll call it Pam gets panned. Yeah, yeah, because it'd be nice to explore. You know, I'm sure I'm assuming she wasn't a psychopath just because her son died. I bet there were a little few more little bits before that, which well, is killed before. Yeah, so, that, yeah, yeah. Pam. Uh, yeah, so it pretty much. She the fight ends. There's obviously there's a, a fight on the fight on the shore with slapping, uh, smashing someone's face into the ground. Yeah, pretty... this is where he gives some powerful slaps out to Alice and then slams her head into the dirt. And they have a they have a lot of like location changes. There's one bit where Alice briefly knocks her out and then runs and hides in a shed where she can immediately find her. I was thinking about that. So she she knocks Pam down on the ground and she's like out cold. Uh, she's bleeding a bit from the head. And Thingy just kind of creeps around and runs away. I was thinking, what would I do in that situation? And I think I wouldn't, because it's just like it's like a little old lady. I wouldn't like curb stomp her. Yeah, but I think I would. Boot, <laughs> I would. I would boot her in the so head. You wouldn't, or you would? No, I wouldn't boot do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like try and kill her, but I would boot her in the head really hard, <laughs> just to kind of like um, I don't know, keep her down for just a little bit longer, or like you know. 
I don't know. Not killer, but like effects of Take your shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Tie your shoelaces together. Take you your shoes. Something to keep her keep her down a bit longer. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Luke. Like you didn't have to curb stomp an old lady, just like stamp on her ankle so, so she can't get yeah, you. Or... Even that she's even killed that as many like people. Well yeah. If she's killed this many people, all bets are off. Like, like you're not take the be in, take be in that much trouble. Take yeah. the, her arms out of the sleeves of a jumper and like tie them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she just, or just sit on her. Proper confused for sit ages. On her. Put a big t- tub over her like she's a spider and sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> a big tub. Got to find one. For it. Yeah. And then but, yeah. you know when they have a bit more of a scuffle on the, out on the shore again. Um, Alice gets hold of a machete. Yeah. When did this machete come into it? Was that just the snake she earlier have... in the film? Oh yeah, yeah, they, that's right. When think... they murdered that real life snake, that must yeah. have been a snake. That was definitely it was real. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then Alice runs at her and, like, pretty easily cuts her head off like she's made of cake. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, twenty twenty, you can't believe anything is real. Because as soon as a knife comes near it, you think, "Oh my god, it's a cake." Yeah. That was how I felt during this. It's like she's not been a not been a living woman this whole time. She's been a cake and off her head. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's all cool. and then nice Madeira again, cake underneath. <laughs> oh, I do like she a bit of Madeira cake. It's good, isn't it? And that's why she gets Alice eats up cake, um, Mrs. Voorhees, and then is so full, she can't run to help that night. Has a little nap in the boat. Oh, not <laughs> that he was a minor, not that he was such a minor character, it wasn't worth mentioning or anything, but by the way, in another scene that we completely forgot about, Steve comes back really late and gets stabbed. By the way, that's yeah. it. That's pretty much it. And he's got a weird sort of like flirtation thing going on with the woman at the diner, who's definitely like mid-70s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or then if it is 1980, perhaps early 60s. Yeah. She's so, bang into him. He's like, oh, it's for free. And he goes, no, no, do let me pay. I'm a big deal. Do, uh, no, please do let me pay because last time you just too much. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me now. Night on the town. Oh, yeah, she does say that. Night on the town. Yeah, but he gets a look back from the policeman who then has to go and investigate a car crash and then goes, oh, it's you, stabbed, dead. And he is one of the many bodies that falls out on Alice during the final battle. Yeah. Mm. So Alice is like floating around in the boat. It's the morning after. It's really sunny. The music's really good. It kind of reminds me of Twin Peaks. It's got a kind of yeah. dreamy, poppy synth vibe. Um, this is the I best, like this whole this is the best scene. Fun. Yeah, this is the best scene in the entire film. It, it's, it works in, on so many levels. It's like that jump scare kind of thing that you weren't expecting because because Jason's been dead for twenty years. <laughs> why why would he jump out? What's all that back? He's been in the Jesus. You know when you're in the bath for a little bit too long and your hands start going a bit wrinkly. Imagine the state of him. Yeah, well, he does look a bit off. <laughs> he doesn't look like someone who's like. <laughs> bearing in mind, he's like so he was a kid when he drowned twenty one years ago. He still looks like a kid, sort of, like a teenager maybe when he comes out. He doesn't look like a 28-year-old man. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. I mean, she, Alice says at the end of the film they have the 
people she's in hospital, she says Jason's real and alive or whatever. But I don't think even the filmmakers, I think they just thought that's in that's in her head. Like that bit wasn't. That was just a nice scare bit because yeah, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. The policeman go, "Oh yeah, we did see that kid jump out." He just goes, "Nah," because they were even out on the shore waving. To, yeah. Oh look, she's fell into the water. <laughs> yeah, and then it, it ends with uh, I don't know actually, just her. She like goes, but oh, he goes, "Oh, we didn't." I was oh, so did you find them? So oh, yeah, we found all the bodies. Anyone that you care to mention? Oh, what about the boy? Did you find the boy? And he goes, which boy? Didn't find... uh, like, uh, I don't want to say anything offensive. The Aldi boy. <laughs> yeah. Little, little, the weird fucker. <laughs> amphibious little <laughs> chap lad. Wow. Yeah. But, um, a sort of bumpy headed boy. Um, yeah. And then she goes, oh, but if you didn't find him, then he's still there. Probably. He'd probably be dead. <laughs> that's like the end of the Simpsons season it's like could you <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends um, okay I've got some trivia if you guys are game always oh yes a little bit different I've got a few normal questions and then we've got like a quick fire numbers round so the regular questions uh, number one before it was called Friday the 13th screenwriter Victor Miller called the project what? Pam gets panned. <laughs> um, like the, something like camp, camp blood, maybe. Yeah, long, camp, yeah, long night at camp blood. It was called. I thought it came from. Uh, number two, killer. <laughs> number two, who played the killer? What? What? Who played Voorhees woman? Yeah. Charity shop suit. <laughs> uh, is it like Brenda something? Brenda. Oh, can't remember. So several crew members actually played um, her before part before she was cast. Uh, even as filming got underway, Cunningham was still looking for an actress to play Mrs. Voorhees. So many of the early murder scenes were actually shot without Betsy Palmer, with members okay. of the crew standing. Well, she was so living. tall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fully grown man sometimes. Okay, we're going to do the numbers round. I've got like uh, seven right. questions. You've got to throw the answers at me pretty quick. Um, okay, you ready? guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Number one, how many Friday the Thirteenth movies are there? Eleven. Twelve, Twelve including Freddy vs. Jason. That doesn't count, though. So I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number two, how many cars won't start throughout the entire franchise? The entire Six. franchise? Uh, 14. 10, right in the middle. How many deaths oh. were in the entire franchise? 112. 79. <laughs> 166. So oh. both together, that's just about. I went low. I went low. Uh, number uh, three, how many, and four, I guess, how many. Couples were killed after having sex in Nine. the entire franchise. Eleven. Twelve. <laughs> okay, how many people are thrown through windows in the entire franchise? Or oh, nine. <laughs> Six. Eleven. <laughs> if you were a character in the seventh movie, what percentage odds would you have of surviving the movie? 
If I was in the seventh movie. Yeah. 20, 20%. I think you'd have a 14% chance. A 29% chance of survival in the seventh movie. Um, mm. What is the average deaths per minute of the entire franchise? Deaths per 12. minute. Twelve. Twelve deaths a minute. Oh no! De- oh, deaths per minute or av- average. Oh wait, hang minute. on. I think, have I got it wrong around? How many minutes between deaths? Minutes. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Um, nine. <laughs> uh, six. So six minutes. Per oh, death. God, Jesus Christ! That's pretty. Yeah. Um. The te- okay. Last question. How many people fall whilst running? In the entire franchise. Oh, loads. Come on. Uh, um, 25. 18. Four, apparently. Oh. Only four. <laughs> four. Oh, I see. Maybe I was counting how many um, times, you know, a stack in falls. Where, where falls are you getting twice. this information? There was like gone a, through and watched. No. <laughs> there was a website that had like a, a bunch of them. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so we need to rate the film. Getting on for two hours again. Oh. <laughs> Um, Jesus. So initially, I was a bit like mid, middle, middle of the road yeah. on this. Um, but I've got, I can appreciate it for what it is, and the fact I've, as I said, I've watched some newer slashers, well, yeah. fairly new. I think I can appreciate what this film does well, and obviously um, the tropes that it. Not necessarily created, but the tropes that it solidified in horror yeah. um, history. So I'd go for a, a B minus. Nice. Nice. There we go. Yeah, I think I'll go for that. How about you, Andy? Um, I'm gonna. I'm with Ben on this one. I think I'm gonna go B minus for reasons of like, yeah, it's not the most memorable of this franchise. We don't have Jason yet, but can't have it without what came before and started off here. There's no Jason without Pam. Yeah, I, I, I was going to go slightly lower. I was going with C+. Um, it's a, it is pretty, it's a pretty solid slasher. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't go out to watch this one too much compared to the others. But I've got to say, after watching yeah. it this time, I actually appreciate it a little bit more. I think it's got me quite excited to dip back into, especially like number two and, and three, and that. I've not seen those in years. Yeah, let's make number yeah, three. Make number three, I think, is a real highlight because it's one of those that has um, it's a three D movie. Yeah, and there's an excellent scene that you'll come to where someone is like um, talking about entertainment, and this guy leans over a banister in three D and goes, "This is all the entertainment I need," and he like sends a yo yo down towards camera then hits the other woman in the face and she goes, oh, and she doesn't react to being hit in the face of the year. She goes, huh, that was a close one. And it was like, <laughs> a close one. <laughs> you hit me in the Definitely face. Definitely hit you. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, cool. All right. Have we got anything else we want to, what, what are we doing next week again? Uh, yeah, schedule. so next week we're going to be doing um, Basket Case. Cool. Uh, and we've got a special guest, Alice Taylor Matthews, for that, who was, if you remember, if you're a regular listener, she was on the Sleepaway Camp episode um, when we went to the Bristol Bad Film Club screening of that. 
so she's coming on to give us some discussion uh, to give us some hot takes on on basket case and i'm gonna watch the other films from what's his name frank yeah yeah that's it tried to say it hen and lotto i'm gonna i'm watching brain damage and frank and hooker as well so i'll uh have plenty to talk about regarding those films sweet how exciting does she know she's on the show is it all booked she in? She sure does. <laughs> okay, all booked cool. in. She's aware. Cool. All right. That's it then. So uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Please consider rating and reviewing. And join the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board Advisors. Thanks to my co-hosts Ben and Andy for being my horror dudes. Thank you very much, Liz. Thanks, guys. Bye for now. See you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.